0: From the Thinking Out Loud studios, it's the Thinking Out Loud podcast with Kevin and Kyle. The podcast that exists to help you navigate the culture of today from a biblical
1: perspective.
0: And to help you grow in your relationship with God.
1: God has commissioned and called you to be a light of this culture. The only way you can do that is to know the truth. And I am Kyle. Nice to have everybody back. Yes, yeah, so excited to have you guys back for another week. And anytime we do deep topics, topics that are uh, could be somewhat controversial, we always like to start off with some fun stuff. So we're gonna do a game of Would You Rather. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, mm.
1: so Kyle, I've got a question for you. Would you rather lose the ability to read? Or lose the ability to speak?
0: I would rather lose the ability to read. For sure. Then I don't have to give an excuse as
1: to why I don't want to read. Oh, my goodness.
0: (laughs) Uh, But it could be dangerous, right? Like, imagine not being able to read expiration dates.
1: Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) Right. Right?
0: (laughs) Or, like, not being able to read that. The toilet after eating something that expired was also broken.
1: Think about oh, that. Oh my goodness! All right. <laughs> so, but here, but here's the thing. If you if you say you'd rather lose your ability to read, well, then you wouldn't want to speak too much if you don't read. Like if you can't read, there there's not much you can say because <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to be educated. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's very true.
0: I got one for you. Okay. Would you rather
1: covered in fur or covered in scales? Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, I would say probably re- uh, fur because I'm a person who hates the cold. So I feel like I could just go out in the cold and with my little fur, <laughs> my fur coat, <cold, laughs> I'd be, I'd be good. Is that a sweater? No, no, buddy. That's not a sweater. <laughs> but he's so soft. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Oh.
0: We're in an Italian family. We've got furry people all over.
1: Yeah. We- <laughs> <laughs> oh, no comment on that.
0: I, I got one. I got one for you. I want to ask you because we live in a COVID world. Would you rather... Know the history of every object you've touched. The history of it. So you know everybody else who's touched it. You know what's been on it. Or, I mean, this might be easy. Would you be able to talk to animals? Would you rather know the history of every object you touched, or would you rather be able to talk to animals?
1: I'd rather be able to talk to animals.
0: Dude, I would love to talk to animals. That is awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I would love to talk Imagine like being charged by a bear, and you're like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's, th- let's talk this out first, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's think logically here, bear. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dog comes after you. Like, listen, you have one of two choices. You bite me and you die. Right. Or we could cordially <laughs> disagree and just walk
1: <laughs> away. Oh, man. So I got one for you. Um, right. Would you rather be in jail for a year? Or lose a year off of your life? Nah. Like, lo- like, would you just go into limbo? You just like, I'm just gonna go to sleep for a year? Well, no. Instead of you living till, you know, 80, you oh. die at 79. Mm <laughs> I guess
0: it would depend on what age I died at. Because, <laughs> look, 80 and 79 probably to me aren't gonna make any difference. Right? So, mm-hmm. might as well just spend an extra year with my family and die at 79. But... If you're saying like 59 and 60, you know, right. something horrible happens, I die at 60, that might be, I don't know, I don't know. I think I'd rather just lose a year of my life, because I either way, I'm going to lose a year of my life, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. So I'd rather lose a year of my life and not watch it waste from a jail cell, and I would rather just be gone. Hmm. Wow. Or I could bulk up for that year that I'm in jail. <laughs> Well, wow. <laughs> that could be good or bad, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think I'd think i rather just lose a year of my life and be able to uh, uh, capitalize on the years I have outside of jail.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd rather go to jail for a year. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, my goodness. Ooh. Explain that one, ah, Fisher. No. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> so so i look i i don't know man i just i wouldn't want i feel like every year you live you can do something with it productive and so i feel like you know maybe i could because my life obviously would slow way down i'd write to all the people that i've always wanted to write to i, I mean i would find good ways to use that time they said jail not prison i am a horrible person <laughs> For my answer. <laughs> For my answer. But, you know, it cause like I feel like it would be uninterrupt like, you know, it you know, I'm in the jail So I really can't do anything. You know, if somebody lets me have a Bible, I could really get you know, I mean I could study, I could read like books I've been wanting. I mean, there's just to me, I feel like there's a lot of stuff. I know, it sounds like, you know, it's just a country club, you could just sit down on the couch. Okay,
0: I would be like, Kevin, it ain't vacation, bro. Right. <laughs> 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 I know. I was thinking, like, I don't want to talk to my girls over a phone. I don't want to see my wife through a glass. Lord knows what I did to go to jail. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So so I'm like, ah, seventy nine. Or I live to seventy nine.
1: You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. But isn't jail different than prison? Like, like you go to jail for a shorter period of time, but like prison is like, or is that? I think
0: I think prison's beyond a year.
1: Yeah, it's like Like if you're going beyond
0: a year, you're going to prison. It's a felony. Yeah, jail. You can like misdemeanors and stuff go up to a year. I don't know. All I know is, I spent a week in a mental institution. Yeah, I don't want to spend a year in jail. Right? Right. (laughs) Yeah, I have no will to go back to locked doors and people telling me when I can and cannot eat.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. No. I.
0: So. Um yes. I,
1: I will say this. Let's
0: let's mm. start off on a good note before we get into this discussion too. Um, last year, this time last year, I was on the verge of going into the hospital. Mm. And this year, we're doing a podcast. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah like, that's awesome. I get to spend Thanksgiving with my girls this year. Yeah. So here we go. Right. So, yeah. Um, but let's get it, let's get yeah. into this topic, Kev. We are talking about a topic that is obviously near and dear to our faith. It's near and dear to our family structure, our lifestyle, and so for some, it, it may not be an acquired taste, but you know, we are men of faith and we have a ministry and we have a responsibility and, so, and an obligation to speak the truth according to God's word. Every discussion that we have, regardless if it starts with God's word or not, we always bring it back to what God says about this situation, knowing that there are going to be some that don't agree with us and respectfully so. And we just ask that you understand and you trust that we are going to do this out of respect and love. Yeah. No matter what the topic is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so we're going to have a discussion today about the Pope and civil unions. We realize that this can be a dicey topic. We realize mm-hmm. it can be very controversial, but here's what is most important. We always want to be true to what God has said, you know, his his word, his truth it's not our truth yes. it's his truth right and so you know i don't own the truth god does so mm-hmm. i i just have to be a good steward of the truth and being a good steward of the truth means that i share truth when i see there's error and so this is not so two things we're we're not into doing today one is we're not slamming the catholic church i'm not interested in people Looking and saying, you know, well, you should have said this. You should have said that. What's what's, what about all the other stuff? You know that the Catholic Church teaches that this is not what we're here for today. I do think we should have a discussion about the theology of Catholicism at some point. Just like we're going to have some discussions about the theology of some of the churches that. You know that we're a part of and and have been a part of, and all of that, so I mean I, I think it's a it's a fair discussion to have, but that's not what we're doing today we're also not going to rail on people who find themselves in the lifestyle of homosexuality, right again, we know what the Bible says we're very clear on what the Bible says, but I think that needs to be flushed out on a different episode. I'm looking into some things right now. I really would love to have some very open, honest discussions on the topic of gay marriage, same-sex attraction, and gender confusion, and all of that stuff. I really want to have some discussions about that. But today, we are looking at the, the news article. Uh, the, it was kind of all over the news, and, and a lot of media sources were reporting this, is the Pope's stance on civil unions. And, you know, for those of you that are not familiar with the Catholic faith, the Pope is their leader and the Pope is their supreme leader. And they look to the Pope for pretty much everything, you know, what he says, what he writes, you know, whether he blesses something, whether he says something's not, you know, right, whatever the case may be, a lot of trust and a lot of focus is put on the Pope. And so it would be a lot like how our pastors are in our church. You know, we look to them for guidance. We look to them for advice. Um, Mm -hmm. And so people look to the Pope for many, many things. And so we're going to talk about civil unions. And civil unions is just a little bit different than an actual, I guess you would say, marriage if you will. And so the definition of a civil union is a legally recognized union with rights similar to those of marriage created originally for same-sex couples in jurisdictions where they were not legally allowed to marry. So basically a civil union helps people who are in the gay lifestyle to get the same rights, the same benefits and things as they would if they were an actual married couple, the way we understand marriage. Now there was a there's a documentary, a newly released documentary, and uh, it's uh, called Francisco. Am I saying that right, Kyle? Francesco. Francesco. See, mm-hmm. um, I, that's why he's here. Because uh, Fra- <laughs> a brother can't talk. Anyways, um, Francesco. <laughs> <laughs> Francesco. Um, he has a re- uh, newly released documentary and it's talking about the life and the ministry of Pope Francis. And one of the things that Pope Francis said on there is that he is in support of civil unions, uh, su- civil union laws for same sex couples. Yeah. Now that f- started a firestorm. I will not forget the day that that news article came out. I started getting texts from people. Did you see that? What do you think about it? Like all of these type of things. I got the text from you. Yeah. You sent me because we do.
0: We, you know, we come across news, we send each other links, and because obviously we're trying to keep our finger on the pulse of culture. Yeah. And I remember getting the link and going, What did he say? You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Because I could only imagine why there was such a firestorm over this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that, and it started. And, and, and of course it did because the Pope literally went against. A long held tradition of the Catholic Church that is vehemently against, you know, gay marriage, civil unions, or anything even remotely close to allowing, you know, a gay couple to look as if they're married. Right. You know, and, you know, because they look at that as condoning it. And so Mm -hmm. for him to say this was just, it's like, wow. Like, I, you know, people couldn't believe it. And so, yeah. Here, so, so let me give you just a few points. About Pope Francis. Yeah. So that you can understand the Mm -hmm. man behind the words. Right. Because he is by far the most progressive pope that we've had. I know certainly in my lifetime, but I I would probably say in, you know, in in probably ever. He's the most progressive. You're safe to say in, in the history of popes, he's probably the most progressive. Absolutely. And he. He is very progressive, very social justice driven, which I love the fact that he is so social justice driven. I remember when Mm -hmm. he became uh, pope and I think it was back in 2013. Please don't 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 send me angry emails if it wasn't. But uh, (laughs) but I think it was 2013 that he became pope. And I remember when that happened. I started, you know, kind of looking at his life and, and looking at what he had done in the past, some of the things that he was saying, and I believe in 2013, I had put something up on my Facebook that said something to the effect of, you know, we as Christians could learn a lot from Pope Francis. And I, and I still would say that till to this day. Mm-hmm. His heart for the poor, his heart for those that are underserved in, in our communities across the world is honorable. So let's let's talk about the man a little bit, and the difference between this pope and past popes, okay? Mm-hmm. He's broken so many traditions that have been held for literally many years. So, for instance, obviously, if you know anything about the Vatican, it's like its own city. They have just beautiful buildings, great places for the pope to live, the cardinals to live, all of that. I mean, it's just literally gorgeous, some of the best architecture in the world, the Vatican and, and, and all of that. But instead of him being in the, the when he became Pope, they uh, usually give the Pope this Vatican's Apostolic Palace is, is what it's called. And it's a very luxurious place uh, to live because you're the Pope and, you know, but he chose, Pope Francis did, to opt for a two- room apartment instead of this palace no pope in the in it over a hundred years have refused to live in the apostolic palace right he's the only pope that has uh, said you know what i don't need all that i just i you know give me a two-room apartment i'm good okay yep he's also one of the one of the first popes to ditch the bulletproof, uh, Pope mobile. So that's, you know, the kind of the iconic Pope mobile that you see when it's like thousands and thousands of people around him and he's driving through waving and, you know, he's got his security on the back and all of that. Well, that, that was customarily completely bulletproof. So they could see him through it because it was, you know, it was like glass, but it was all bulletproof. He pretty much ditched that for, going around and he he drives in Fiats and Jeep Wranglers, you know, and, and if you see the pictures of the Jeep Wranglers, and which I love, by the way, I just love, I envy people who have a Jeep Wrangler. I want a Rubicon so bad. <laughs> um, one day I'll get one. But I just, yeah. Anyways, uh, not that I do anything rugged or manly or cool that makes me need one. I just like the way they look. And so, you know, but anyways, um, but if you look at the Wrangler, uh, some of the pictures of Wrangler he has, I think the, the the front panel is probably bulletproof, but the rest of the sides, there's nothing there. Like, it's right. just completely open. And so, I mean, it, it, this is the kind of guy he is. He also, he cooks his own meals. I mean, mm-hmm. he's the Pope. Like, he could, he, it's like the president. Like, he could get anything he wanted. He could, they could, you know, he could just say, hey, I want whatever. And they would just mm-hmm. bring it to him in his luxury palace. But instead he goes, you know what? I'm going to live in this two room apartment. I'm going to cook my own meals. And guess what? He even rides the bus to work every day. He rides the bus. Like he could be getting driven around, whatever. He's like, you know what? I don't, I, that's not what I do. Like, yeah. So you're, you're, you're talking about a man who he, he's, he wants to be with the people. He doesn't want to be he he has a huge heart for humanity for mm-hmm. for for the humanity of people okay so when he said when he comes out and he says things like listen i want these people to be treated as humans right now you understand the man behind those words and we're going to
0: get into why his comment was difficult and we're going to Delve into his comment, but it gives you a background of why he made the comment, mm-hmm. why he said what he said, and we're gonna ask questions. Uh, I have a question that I want to ask because it's it's a serious question on loving people. But he's got a pulse on culture, he's got a pulse on society, and he's brought himself down to a societal level. Mm-hmm. Whereas you've seen in the past, you know, just in the past, you know, two popes before Francis. They were asked the same question, and a completely different answer S- same answer completely different verbiage i guess is is what i'm going to go towards and it's it was out of touch verbiage is all it was mhm it was in a way where biblically they were responding, but they weren't responding to i guess they weren't responding in a loving way in a society way where we could still make the same stance but show a love for the for the people and I just think it's cool. <laughs> To see him in Jeep Wranglers and, you know, Fiats and not living in a palace and still being able to make a stance and make a statement that in a Catholic religion, we're not used to hearing, you know? And so right away, the buzz happens like, well, what did he mean by this? And what did he, well, we're going to get into that. But first, in order for us to tell you why we feel like what he meant by what he said, we're also going to show you how he lives his life. And how yeah. the title didn't change his love and his passion uh, for people.
1: Yeah, for sure. And so where this makes where this gets difficult, mm-hmm. um, and for some people that you might say, oh, it's cut and dry, Kevin. I, you know, I, 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 I get it, right. So in in the strict sense, yes, it, it, it's it's kind of a cut and dry situation. But here here's the thing: it's difficult because one, the Pope said it and he is the leader of the catholic church i look at them as our as brothers and sisters in christ you know and so I, I you know i look at that and say you know that's that's important but then i look at another difficult point people who have homosexual tendencies or they have that proclivity towards liking someone of the same sex they are humans yep this this is this is one thing that i you know sometimes when People who are homosexual are, are, you know, talked about, they're talked about as aliens, almost if they're not human. Yeah. And I, it irritates me because there is nowhere in Scripture, in the Bible, and trust me, the Bible has a lot to say about homosexuality, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, and, and we're going to read, we'll read some scriptures here in a, in a second, but the Bible has a lot to say about it. Nowhere in Scripture, even though the Bible talks about it being detestable, an abomination, it's talking about the behavior, yeah. not the people. Right. Okay? God's is basically saying, listen, I created you and your body this way, right? And we talked about this in another episode of God is the person who created the body. He gave us a manual to how to use our bodies, how we should live in our bodies, and— you know, it's like going back to the creator of the body and saying, hey, I know you made this and you said this is how it's supposed to be used, but I don't think it's supposed to be used that way because I just don't, that just, just not, I don't feel like that's the way it should go. And he goes, well, but you're going to have some bad consequences if you use your body this way, right? Mm-hmm. So it all goes back to him caring about us as humanity. Yep. So when Christians start treating gay people as if they are aliens, uh, as if it's catchy, uh, as if whatever, however you want to, you say it, or homophobic. These are things, guys, that it makes people who struggle in that lifestyle feel like they're not loved, feel like that they're not the same as everyone else, right? Right. And so if God doesn't say that they're not the same, then why in the world would I treat them as other worldly, right? Right. And so it's tough because we want humans, and I get it, as a human, I I, I get it. We want everyone to have the same right. And I'll tell you from a personal standpoint, and 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 some of you may disagree with me or not like what I'm going to say here, but that's okay. I will never treat somebody who's in a homosexual lifestyle other than how God would treat them, and that is to love them, to respect them, and they are they they should have human rights. Say it again. They, sh- they, they, <laughs> they should have human rights. They should be able to go to the doctor just like me and you. They should be able to, if they have a partner and they are in uh, a relationship with the partner, there should never be any time where there is a law or anything that says that they can't go see that person in the hospital. Right. Or that they should, I mean, guys. <laughs> They, they are human beings. Right.
0: Let's put it this way. Just to give you an understanding. So, so the Pope came out with a quote in, in the documentary. and He says, what we have to create is a civil union law. That way, they are legally covered. And, the, of course, there's an uproar for that. Because in the sentence, what does it sound like? It sounds like he's supporting gay marriage, right? It sounds like he's, he's for gay marriage. That's not. That's not how I read this. How I read this is exactly what we're talking about. Is never once did he say, "Well, never once did he take what the Bible said and say something different." He's not saying that. But what he's saying is he's sharing the same passion as these are people. Yeah, these are people. Yeah, and who are we to strip them of their rights as human beings? We don't have that power to say you no longer have this right to vote you no longer have this right to health benefits you no longer have this right to tax benefits i mean these are things that we're talking about that the only other type of p- human beings on this planet that don't have it are terrorists right so you're going to put and that's where we need to listen we're not saying that we're changing our stance on what god says absolutely not a- about the marriage and the home but i'm certainly also not going to change my stance on what god says about human beings Sinners we're all sinners yes Sav- well not we're all sinners saved by grace but we're, we're sinners who are saved by grace when we believe okay right and so I, up until that point Kevin I wasn't stripped of my rights right I wasn't stripped of my benefits yeah my mom was a Christian woman I was drinking and guess what I was I was addicted to pornography yeah. I was having sex before marriage yeah I was had let's let's be real yeah. I was a sexually perverted man yes yep okay. And in my youth ministry, I am going to deal with students who are sexually perverted because of pornography, because of having sex before marriage. And guess what? I am going to have students who have same-sex attraction. That's right. That is all under the blanket of sexual perversion. And I am not treating one different than the other. Just because one is straight and he's sexually perverted doesn't mean he's different from the one who is gay and sexually perverted. Right. They That's both right. have human rights. That's and guess right. what? They both have a right to the Father. They both have a right to a, a way to the Father, I should say. And they both have a right to humanistic rights. And so here we are in this divide because such a controversial comment was made by such a huge religious figure. And again, that comment was what we have to create is a civil union law. Mm-hmm. The church is foreign in that thinking.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: The church is foreign in that thinking, and guess what? The Catholic Church has been foreign too, and that's why we brought up you're right a pope and a Jeep Wrangler, a pope not sleeping in the Vatican, a pope cooking his own meals. Yeah, uh, the, I think the church at times can be foreign to just being society, mm-hmm. being involved in society, because we again we are to be holy as our God is holy, and we have that the what we have is a hard time saying, okay, I need to have the pulse on society while not being mixed in society, right? Right. Like, while not being like society, right. I need to have a pulse on society. But what we do is, while trying not to be like society, we also don't understand society and the needs of society. And we get mixed in culture, and we get mixed in, in biblical living, and we don't understand how to gap the two to where we can say, I don't agree with this, and I don't agree with that lifestyle. However, they're still human. I still love them. S- God still loves them. You
1: know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And and so we're navigating that right now in this comment.
1: Yeah, and and I'm not saying it's it's not hard, right? Because it, it's hard. It's
0: extremely hard.
1: H- how do you how do you treat people that you know that have same sex attraction as human, and not put a law around it so that right. so that makes people do that? That, that's, that's the, that's the, that's the, and I, I'll tell you right now, I am not a lawmaker. I am not smart enough to sit down at a strategy table and tell you how to do that. What I am saying is at the core of it all, we are all humans and we have to treat each other accordingly. Yeah. So, you know, I think the decisions that we make and the things that we say, we just have to make sure as Christians that we are holding to our, our faith and as Christians and holding on to what the Bible says, but also making sure that we treat our fellow man with dignity and respect. You know, I I wouldn't treat another, and it's kind of going back to what Kyle said, I'm not going to treat somebody just because somebody's addicted to pornography. I'm not going to treat them different and say, well, you can't have this, you can't do this, or you can't have this right because you're addicted to pornography. No, you you, you have sin in your life. We all have sin in our lives, right? And I think we just have to get really, really good at, and again, this is where the church rises up. This is where the church shows love. This is where the church, you know, may have to come in, in a greater measure, instead of looking to the government to make gay people feel like humans.
0: Like, that's... Yeah, and, and, and it's, again, as, you know, we both have been in ministry, I'm currently in ministry, and I'm asking myself the question... Is it possible to support rights, humanistic rights, for civil unions and still not support the sexual immorality in that? Because no. the, now, now the question is, okay, well, civil unions aren't illegal marriages in some states, okay? Mm-hmm. So now, well, and they're not legal marriages, so they're not getting those rights. So now if I support those rights as a pastor, am I supporting gay marriage? Mm, mm-hmm. And I mean, and, and that's where you go, it's not, it's not, and, and that's what I wrestle with on the inside because no, no, my faith and, and how I believe and what the word of God says, no, I am not a supporter of gay marriage because of the home, because of the family lifestyle, because of creation. However, I'm a supporter of people and I am a, I'm a lover of God's creation. And so it's hard to, govern right mm-hmm. the fact that i love people god loves people and we need to we need to acknowledge all people as human beings however i don't support sexual immorality no matter what it is right and i don't support gay marriage i just don't and and that's that's a hard line to stand on because it's so intertwined right now in society that you're You're struggling with the fact of, is it, is it possible to support that if you're gay or straight, you have rights as a human, but I don't support the sexual immorality in a gay relationship?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's, and and that's hard. And again, people may, listen, if you're listening to us, you can disagree with me. That's fine. Listen, I I have no hate. I have no discrimination. There's none of that here. It's, it's firmly based on my faith. Yeah. Firmly based on my faith. and. And there's some that are, aren't faith based, it may may seem disrespectful, and that's fine. But everything I do, everything I say, is firmly based on my faith. So homosexuality is not going to be the only thing that we talk about where it's going to be a hard conversation. Right? It's just not. Right. There's gonna be there are going to be topics where it's gonna be the same the same discussion around the table where it's man this is hard because I love the person. But my faith does not allow for me to support this. Yeah, and if I love God, I'm not going to compromise my faith, right? You know what I'm saying? And and unfortunately, people are going to get mad.
1: Mm-hmm. hmm
0: And that's it's okay. It's okay because we're doing it out of love.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know another reason why this is just difficult. It, it and, and we've kind of alluded to this, but it violates scripture. You know, yeah. Mark Mark 10 uh, six through nine says, but at the beginning of creation. God made them male and female for this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be united to his wife mm. Now if you if you look at that you know passage of scripture in, in chapter 7 or in chapter 10 excuse me mark chapter 10 verse 7 mm-hmm. it says for this reason a man shall leave his father and mother mm-hmm. so you 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 are you've got it twice in that one line so he says a man shall leave his father and his mother. So he came from a family that both had a father and a mother. And then this man is going to be united to his wife, which is a woman, obviously. And the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. So therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. We know that scripture very well from weddings, right? And so it just, it simply it violates scripture. Like we can't, Join together biblically two people and call it marriage, and it be okay with God, right? We just we can't like that, right. that, that. That's just not you know. And we can have a whole discussion on you know our personal feelings on that and all of that. We have to understand that though we may you know we're not going to always. Here's here's what I'm going to say. We are human beings. We are not going to always in our in our own minds agree with everything that the Bible says. We're just not because we're human. Because we'll go, right. I don't know why it says that. I don't. Oh, get we're, it.
0: we're born into sinful nature. I mean, yeah, it's just it's a constant fleshly battle.
1: Yes, so we're not going to always agree. The point is not that we agree with it in a, in our in and of ourselves. What, the point is, you know, we have to bow our knee to the God who made who made us and created us. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the, and and that's the humility. That's the, the honor, the reverence that we have for our creator. And that's super important.
0: I'm a firm believer in, and I tell Brooke this all the time because we have, we live in a society where the word of God has absolutely been, and we're going to talk about this on one of our other shows, but instead of the word of God creating theology, Mm. Our theology has been creating the Word of God, and that is false doctrine. It's false teaching. Yes. Bible warns us of that. Yep. And the, the longer we're in ministry, the more that we're seeing things happen that we're like, that is not, I don't care what theology you call that, that isn't theology. That is your own makeup of what you want to exist in the Word of God that doesn't exist. And what we have to be careful of is thinking that maybe God made a mistake. When he created, or or if God would have wanted to have a do-over. Never, never in the history of the story of creation does God go, and God nope. went back and changed this. Nope. Not he at didn't all. do that. Nope. It says that God looked at his creation and said that it was good. Doesn't yeah. say good enough. No, yeah. he looked at it and he said that it was good. And, and I think the most powerful statement is, is God looked at creation and felt like he still needed to create human beings. He ended up creating human beings, but never did he go back and say... Mm, I think I should do this now, or I think no. In fact, in the Old Testament, when creation started acting the way that it shouldn't act, God finished it. <laughs> he yeah. brought a flood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying he He literally eradicated the perversion in the world, and so we're not out of pocket for saying what we're saying based on our faith, whether it is that the listener believes in our faith or not, we're not we're faith based right now, and we're not out of pocket for saying what we're saying. The theology is based off of the word of God. And so, again, hard conversation, but true conversation, biblically true conversation that we're having.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the difficult thing, the other difficult thing here is, again, we said, you know, the Pope said it. So when the Pope says things like this, mm-hmm. it's 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 a whole different level. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's it, I mean, you know, I don't know, and I, I should have probably looked this up. I don't know how many Catholics there are in the world, but I, I'm pretty. It's pretty safe to say that there is probably the ma- the majority of people, or a lot, or a large part is Catholic. I know there's some, you know, there the pie is cut up a few ways because there's Mus- Muslims and Hindus and Protestants and all of this. But even in the United States, there's a heavy, heavy, heavy presence of people who grew up Catholic. Even if they're yeah. not practicing Catholics, mm-hmm. they grew up Catholic,
0: right? Yeah, and they would they would pronounce themselves as Catholic.
1: Absolutely. And and they would listen to what the Pope, they would mm-hmm. say, hey, if he said it, then this is something that we you know we should do. And but here's the here's the issue with that. And and this is this is and I say this with all due respect to our my Catholic brothers and sisters, and I truly look at you as brothers and sisters in Christ. You, you have to look at Galatians one and start at verse 8. It just simply says this, but even if we, this this is Paul talking here, but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. As we have already said, so now I say again, if Anyone is preaching to you a gospel other than what you have accepted, let them be under God's curse. Now, that is some very serious words. Mm -hmm. But it's serious because what Paul is basically saying here is look, we have to preserve the truth of God's word. We have to protect and reverence the truth of God's word. So, there may be people in your life at times that are high-ranking people when Mm -hmm. it comes to Christianity or theology or in the church just as a whole. And they may be people that you look up to, that you respect. That's why Paul said, even if it's an angel, if, if, if an angel fell down from heaven, came into your car right now where you're listening to this podcast or to your living room or on your run right now as you listen to this, if that angel comes to you and says something totally different than what you know is the Word of God, that that angel should be under God's curse because God's Word does, one, it doesn't return void. Mm -hmm. God's Word is the same yesterday, today, Mm -hmm. and forever. The Bible literally says that uh, it uses old you know King James language here I'm about to use but it says not one jot or one tittle of my word is going to pass away. The world might pass away but my word won't. So even if it's the pope and I know it's hard to digest that. But even if it's the pope guys it, it's an it could be an angel. It could be whoever. It doesn't matter. If they're, if they're wrong, they're wrong. And we have to, and that's how else are we going to know truth? I mean, anybody could say anything to us. If we do not have our minds and our hearts rooted in the word of God, how are we ever going to know what truth is? Mm. You got to be able to compare what happens in society with something to know if you're on the right track or not. How, how do you know it's wrong to kill somebody? I mean, it's funny that we have atheists that walk around and they might get mad at you, but they're not going to kill you. Right. You go up to them and you say, well, why won't you kill me? Well, that's not the right thing to do. And you ask them, well, where did that come from? Well, it's just always been here. It's just something that you just don't do. But where did it come from? Well, but there's just something you don't do. No, no, no. This comes from a God who has mm-hmm. literally imprinted, imprinted that in our hearts. Well before it was
0: a law of the land, it was a law of God.
1: (laughs) That's right. That's right. It was this is a moral we all have a moral compass. We know exactly. We we know what to do. There are some gray areas Mm. of things that we might say, I don't know, you know. But for the majority of people and for the majority of issues, we know if something is wrong or if something is right. And you have to be
0: careful, you know, we're talking about this comment that the Pope made in it's a little gray. Yeah. But you have to be careful of getting into discussions where now you're going down bunny trails and you're doing extra research according like you need to research God's word. Yeah. You for one need to know God's word. And I don't like when we wait to hear it from like your your pastor should be teaching you God's word, but you should be checking the pastor's word, That's according right. to God's word. Yes. And the reason I say this is is there's many arguments on what the Bible says about certain things. I t- I say this in my home, and I'll say this to anybody who's asking. My God, I don't see him as an Easter egg God. And what I mean by that is he's not hiding the truth in different various areas where now we've got to do a ton of research to find out what he's saying about this topic. His word is his word. And... When we're, when we're researching, and it's good to get research, and it's good to get context from the time of when God said what he said, but there are certain topics where it's, it's straightforward. It's black and white. Yeah. And if you're finding yourself with a black and white statement, going out and doing research into, I mean, just, I'm not going to give specific examples, but you're doing, what you're doing is you're trying to, to fit God's word around your theology at That's that right.
1: point. That's right. That's right.
0: Be careful of that.
1: Yes. Be careful of that. So good. Yes. Yeah, Kyle's 100% right. And that in our, in our hearts and our minds will take us there. We, we, mm-hmm. we we're born in sin, shaped in iniquity. Mm-hmm. That's yep. what we do. We go like, oh man, I really want to do this. How can I find something that supports my narrative, what I want to do? Right. That's a very classic, sinful heart. And it's okay. We all have that. Right, mm-hmm. we all find ways to just. Just think about your sin that you commit right now. Think about your most besetting sin in your life right now. You have found a way, and I have found a way to justify it in our minds. Mm-hmm. That that's that's why we keep doing it. We, you know, oh, it's because oh yeah yeah yeah. It doesn't matter. You can come up with any logic or reasoning. All the all of your reasoning is. It, it doesn't even come close to the knowledge and the infinite wisdom of God. And mm-hmm. so that's, again, while we bow our knee to the creator, you know, and so I know this topic is, is a, it's a touchy topic. It's a controversial one because it deals with people that we know, like yep. Kyle and I both know people who live in this lifestyle and neither one of us have any animosity or condemnation or any type of anything towards them. I, you know, know, I'm I'm just, I am just preaching and teaching and living what the Word of God says. I, you know, uh, I think we should whisper what God whispers about in Scripture, and I think we should scream about what God screams about in Scripture. We should never scream about something that God whispers, and we should never whisper about something that God screams about. God screams about homosexuality in the scripture. He, really, he truly does. Like, I, mm-hmm. there's very few scriptures that he talks about it's being detestable or an abomination or things like that. But homosexuality is one of them. But mm-hmm. we have to learn, we have to learn as Christians to navigate through that and help, especially if a person is unsaved. You know, trying to tell somebody that, hey, just don't be gay. okay. That, I mean, that cute, but here's the problem. It doesn't work that way, right? A person has to have a relationship with Jesus Christ before they even come close to understanding hmm. that those feelings that they're feeling are wrong, right? and that it's because of sin in their life that we all have, and they just happen to have a proclivity towards that particular sin. But you can't understand that. Unless you have a relationship with God.
0: And you can't have a. I may even go a step further and say, for the most part, it's hard to have a relationship with God if you aren't accepted. Correct. Yep. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. You have to, we have to navigate this in a way. And that's why we're talking about this comment. When I said, is it possible to support the fact that all humans need rights, yet still not support the sexual immorality in their lives? What I mean is, we have to find a way to validate them as human beings, mm-hmm. validate them as God's creation if we want them to accept God's work in their life. And so we have to navigate that hard line of saying, listen, I support you as an individual. Yeah. I've got family members that I have to walk a straight line because I got to let them know that, dude... I- I don't support that union. I don't. I don't support it. But you as individuals, I love you. Yeah. And I care about you. And God cares about you. And you're human. And And for anybody to tell you that you're not human, that that's not that's not biblical. That's not right. That's not what God would want. But in the same token, you're living a life right now that God wouldn't want. And so how do we navigate that? Well, we have to validate them as human beings. We have to validate them as God's creation. I think if we don't do that we're not giving them any reason to accept god's creation inside of them
1: yeah and it's possible guys uh, and i you know I, I know there's some people that may be listening and say well how is it possible for you to hate the sin so much and and but love the person it's possible oh yeah treat them I, like you hate your sin in my people. life right. exactly right i love myself right <laughs> you yeah. Know what I'm <laughs> right yeah you know but, but it's yeah i mean that yeah yeah we just have to check our hearts you know Don't look at somebody else's. We are we are great. We are great at being. I saw a quote the other day, and I hope I get this right. But we're great at being defense attorneys when it comes to our own sin. But we're 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 you know. But we're also terrible at being judges when it comes to other people's sins, Mm -hmm. right? And and we have to be careful with that. You know, um, because your sin is no different or no, or no better than anybody else's sin. And so let's, we have to get over ourselves and get off of our high horses and all the things that we, our platforms and all that we have and come down to the foot of the cross. Everything, every sin, every shortcoming is level. Everybody is on the same playing field when it comes to the bottom of the cross, right? That that's And that's where we all are. That's where we mm. all should be because the blood that drips down <laughs> from that cross is not discriminatory. It's going to be, it, that blood, it covers everyone, all sin. Either, I've said this for many years, either God's blood is enough to cover all sin or no sin at all. Mm. So if his blood is enough to cover your sin, it is enough to cover that gay person's sin. If it's enough grace to go around to to give you grace every day with the with all the things that we go through, it's the same grace that is going to give that person their chance. So guys, let's let's love people. <laughs> At the end of the day, that's what we're called to do. Let's love people. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, but again, when you look at things like the Pope and and the things that he's saying, unfortunately, these are, these are not things that we can agree with and we need to pray for Pope Francis. Mm -hmm. I appreciate his heart. I appreciate his desire to, Mm -hmm. to come to the common man and come down and just say, look, you know what? I, I, you know, I, I feel the hurt that they're feeling. I, I get that. But let's pray for him because he has a lot of influence over a lot of people, and, oh, yeah. and let's pray that God will open up his understanding that he can do both. He can still stick to the truth of the Word of God, but he can also, you know, love people well. Yep. So, yep. yeah. Well, guys, I know this has been a a heavy topic, and you know, uh, give us your feedback. Uh, we want to hear from you. So, you know, you want to talk to us hit us up on our email address is thinking out loud podcast 20 at gmail.com thinking out loud 20 at gmail.com you can also go to our website our website is thinkingoutloudmedia.com. dot com look at some of the resources if you've it, and here's the thing we've got resources there so if you're struggling in this area um check mm-hmm. uh, check our resource page we've got some some links there that you can go to also, go on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're all we're everywhere. Uh, we're embarrassingly hard or easy to find. So, uh, yep, we've
0: got uh, so so Thinking Out Loud podcast on Facebook. We also have a fans page. Yeah, um, and so it's it's more specifically geared towards you getting all of our promotions, all of our advertisement. We want to make sure that we capitalize on what we boost and things like that. And so, Facebook is Thinking Out Loud podcast. But we have Thinking Out Loud fans page. Thinking Out Loud podcast fans page. And so look out for that as well. You go to Instagram, it's thinking underscore out loud. Twitter, thinking out loud. LD at the end of thinking out loud. You can find us on all three of those platforms. We post our videos. We let you know what episodes are coming out. Just stay in tune with us. We do we do chats. We like to get feedback, especially feedback like this. How can we approach a gay community in love so they can understand what we mean about sin. Because it can be offensive when someone says, Hey, you're living in sin, especially if you're not a believer, right? You could turn that that you can turn that conversation off in a heartbeat. We want to be effective in the way that we love. We
1: want to be effective in the way that we spell out truth. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks guys again for listening to this week's episode. We'll look forward to being with you guys next week. Have a wonderful rest of your week and we'll talk to you again.